Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. We don't want people feelings being hurt. Yeah, but we can trade them all day. We'll facilitate childhood marriage for you though, mister. Little boys. Do a bit a thousand dollars and a bit a thousand. I'm not a crook. What are you doing this Friday? I hope you're not praying. I'm not a crook. I know the holiday's coming up. Do you celebrate that holiday? Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, an array of topics today. Uh, one uh, sits particularly heavy. You know, get it? Because it's whales. Oh, God. Because they're because they they're heavy and they, they don't roll around too well. Fuck you. So uh, whales, I guess, are the the animal best known for beaching themselves. <laughs> they they have a really hard time uh, getting back in the water once they're out of it. Wow, I wonder why. It's just like one one little taste. Like you, you can't even not you know beach time. Not even once whales. Well, not even once. Don't even try it. Never a good idea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. So in this story, we have – of course, we're going to jump right into it, and everything that we say in this uh, in this podcast needs to be taken 100 percent literally. You and can seriously. Uh, and seriously, uh, make sure that uh, you quote us as many times as possible, source material and citation in the notes, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. Uh, but we, of course, are here to bring you – uh, the saddest stories around. We want to let you know why it's still reasonable in this modern day and age to be cynical. But of course, we're not going to leave you hanging. We're going to find a silver lining to all these story stories so that you can still try to keep your head up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, looks like this past Friday, 51 pilot whales died because they were stranded in New Zealand. Now, this is Kind of interesting because this is a uh, this is not the first time this has happened. Nope. Seems like in the in the latest stranding we had up to ninety pilot whales that beached themselves late Thursday. Yeah, less uh, than a week after one hundred and forty five pilot whales and nine pygmy killer whales perished in two other unrelated strandings. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Uh, now this is due to a variety of causes. It seems like scientists don't exactly know what the primary cause is. It's like colony collapse disorder all over again, but with whales now. Yeah, they they don't know what's going on. It probably has something to do with environmental factors uh, and a lot of man-made shit. But we can't draw conclusions directly to that. But Tim, Tim, climate change doesn't exist. President Trump didn't sign the G20 Paris climate change agreement. So therefore, yeah, let's fuck that summit. The argument's yeah, we, invalid. So it couldn't possibly be that. There's too much money to be made otherwise. So let the whales become beached. And in the instance that they're doing so bad that we can't just roll their big old fat bodies right back into the water, we're just going to shoot them, you know, put them out of their misery, make blubber out of them. Um, and then when we run out of fossil fuels, we can ultimately switch over to some kind of post-apocalyptic uh, whale oil-based fuel society. Be pretty that, fucking badass. Yeah, it sounds pretty fun. It's like steampunky, you know? Oh yeah, with like With lots of gears and steam-powered engines and shit. 
Hell yeah. All just from like burning whale oil or whatever you do to make it into a, a decent fuel source. I feel like that would make like a great like Dungeons and Dragons campaign setting if you wanted to like to be like a little bit futuristic, but like still have like that steampunky old timey fantasy feel. Hell yeah. Did you ever oh, play shoot. Dishonored? Are you familiar with that game? Uh, nope. I mean, I've it's... seen the cover that has like the dude with the weird mask thing and the bladey hand. Yeah, that's, I mean, it is a weird game. Like it is all over the place, but it's based in this uh, in this post-apocalyptic society in which they they still have an aristocracy and they control all of the the fuel source, which happens to be whale oil. It's pretty weird. So it's like modern society, but sands you know the fossil fuels and add whale oil instead. Right, and we're <laughs> headed that way. I mean, to be honest, this this story is proof of it. We're we're definitely going to be. Uh, burning the whale oil at both ends before too long <laughs> trying to find out where we're going to go next maybe we'll go to mars once it's uh once My it's cheap enough fucking god i mean they're talking about it now they're, we can ta- definitely go to mars. they're, they're talking about it we'll just go to mars we'll yeah. that'll solve all our problems we'll go live on a barren wasteland in mars and all our problems on earth will be solved yeah we could just leave all the poor people here and then if you have enough money to go to mars you can enjoy the uh the red planet in all its glory all its Take a couple whales with you, though. You never know. You never know. It's going to happen. God damn it. So a range of reasons that this could be happening. Uh, the whales could be navigating incorrectly, which, if I'm not mistaken, I think whales are some of the best navigators, naturally, uh, that we have on the planet, right? Yeah, so- they they make uh, – inter- well, I guess intercontinental is the right word because they're, they're navigating through the ocean, so inter – Oceanental. I don't even know how the what that phrase would be. Just making mass migrations across the globe. Yeah, like, yeah, massive, massive distances. Uh, does that have something to do with like their ability to detect like magnetic forces in the, on the Earth or something like something uh, crazy? Wouldn't surprise me. I they got not. some like extra senses going on. Um, they could be trying to escape from predators. What what uh, what kind of predators would a pilot whale have? Uh, sharks. Sharks? Oh yeah, yeah, sharks. Yeah, you'd probably. How many sharks do you think it would you'd need to take down a single pilot whale? I I think one shark. Just one. Yeah. I mean, pilot whales are still relatively large. I mean, they're I don't know how many how many depends pounds? on the shark. We're talking great white shark, one shark. I mean, I guess if it was a different kind of shark, it'd have to be a smaller more. You know, it's kind of like the like uh like. One lion could theoretically take out a uh, an elephant if it got it in the right spot, but you'd have to have like a shit ton of hyenas, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it looks like they can get uh, to be about seven point two meters in length and weigh up to uh, thirty two thousand kilograms. Ha ha. Ha ha. That mean those yeah. words mean nothing to me. <laughs> Go yeah, ha, you imperial bastards. Ha ha. Uh, go look it up. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> uh, metrics so much better, but we won't go into that right now. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So I don't know. Like it, it just leaves you kind of feeling hopeless because they they could be navigating correctly. They could be suffering from injuries or illness. They could be trying to escape from predators. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's the the ever lying mad made factors like underwater noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's from like deep sea drilling and things like that. Um, but in all likelihood, it's a combination. Yeah, I was made aware of an article recently where uh, essentially the pitch 
that which whales sing their songs has had to change because of the amount of noise being generated from the polar ice caps breaking and falling into the ocean. And so in order for them to communicate, they've had to change the pitch at which they sing at in order to communicate over long distances. Oh, geez. So that's interesting. I have a coworker that, uh, so we get, we get to pick music that's played in the building. uh, And they played whale songs. And he played whale songs. No, that was a joke. Yeah, he did. No, he played. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm just trying to close the fucking store. Do I have to listen to this <laughs> for an entire hour? <laughs> uh, it's disturbing at first, uh, as you guys could probably guess, but it does have kind of a calming sensation after a while. What uh, kind of fucking hippies do you fucking work with that right. who would so, choose how- to play, force the entire crew that works at your store to listen to fucking whale songs while trying to close the store down uh, the same person that likes to listen to like breaking glass and chewing noises Jesus christ uh well you know that's it hey, hey tim uh i see your energy levels are really down uh so i burned you the cd of uh whale songs and also <laughs> here's some crystals that if you rub on your forehead it uh, might make you start feeling better <laughs> oh magic crystals it's the best Woo. What a nice person. Uh, yeah. What if What if they were so uh, so much of a hipster that they were able to detect the difference in pitch? They were like, "Oh yeah, well, their old stuff that was really oh good, God. but the pitch wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. So oh this is God. the sound after it's been affected by man-made <laughs> uh, reasons." And oh, it's so much better. Yeah, so much better, God, or so much worse. Oh yeah, the yeah the, the hipster of like, oh, I used to, their old stuff was so much better. The new stuff sucks. Yeah, God damn it. So much better before they just they, they fucking just went with the flow and fucking sellouts. Their, just doing yeah, fucking sellouts. Fucking, fucking sellout whales. Whale sellouts. God damn it. Oh jeez. Uh, uh, so uh, what do you think, Jimmy? I, I think it might be time for one of those patented silver linings. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. Silver linings the for sil- pilot whales dying. Dying on the beach in New mm. Zealand. Yeah. Uh, the silver lining is that me as like a filthy like American, I usually think about like the world like dying and being awful due to like the forces the United States like takes in the world in general. But, mm-hmm. you know, due to this story happening in New Zealand, we can say, like, hey, shitty shit happens in New Zealand, too. They're also <laughs> to blame. Yeah. They're not so perfect after They're all. They're not perfect. Everyone sucks. <laughs> Let's bring everybody down to our shitty level. Exactly. Lowest common denominator. I know some folks that moved to uh, New Zealand directly after Trump was elected, actually. And that was long before this was going on, so... Maybe now they're going to get off their high, high horse and be like, oh, fuck. New Zealand kind of sucks, too. Yeah, can't escape it. <laughs> ah, take that. Uh, also, it could be good for the grass. I don't know. Some, Jesus. like, de- decaying animal parts. I mean... <laughs> Makes the grass nice and green, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm really worried about. The quality of the grass on the beaches of New Zealand. That's what I'm really concerned about. Yeah, because they weren't already green enough. They needed a, just a... A little bit of a color well, change. I just read a little bit about pilot whales. So as far so you know, a lot of whales are like endangered and shit like that. Apparently, pilot whales are some of the whales that we have like the most of in the world. 
There's okay. like over a million long finned uh, pilot wells in the world still, and over two hundred thousand short finned pilot wells. So as okay. shitty as it is that these wells died, at least it wasn't like some super endangered species. Well, what about the pygmy killer whale? Fuck those whales. Uh, let's see. I don't know about those ones. I'm, I'm trying to find a silver lining, Tim, so let me have this. Oh, shit. Little is known about this species. It is rarely seen in the wild anywhere throughout its range. Oh, God. Damn it, Tim. It was a silver oh, lining until you oh, brought that up. God damn it. Oh, jeez. Fuck. But, so Tim. they're about to go endangered because of this shit, man. God damn it. But the other <laughs> ones are fine. Oh, fuck, dude. No. Well, so it's 145 pilot whales and nine pygmy killer whales. Damn it. Although that's probably like – that's probably still skewed in favor of the pilot whales if you want to look at that in ratio. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We don't even know <laughs> – oh, God. Because if we never see pygmy killer whales, then and, – and, Oh, 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 oh. Silver lining. Now we never see them. They're dead on the shore. Might as well do science. Do science yeah. on those fuckers. Gives us an opportunity to get to know them a little better. There you go. That's great. Um, yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> there we go. Oh, geez. Um, well, something that we definitely need to do a little bit more research on. Uh, this deadly, deadly drug, fentanyl. Fentanyl. We've talked about this from uh, our previous episodes. I believe we actually referenced this episode last episode as well. Yeah, we, that's the episode. We're just try, really trying to get you guys to learn more about the opioid crisis and listen to our Big yeah. Pharma episode, apparently. Big Pharma, go check it out. Educate yourselves. Uh, so what exactly is going on here, Jimmy? So there's this big spooky place called the Dark Web. And uh, <laughs> it's like the internet, but dark. And yep. you can buy whatever you want. You can buy you can traffic children and you can buy guns and drugs and no rules it's like las vegas but even spookier and (laughs) your rules (laughs) and so what happened i guess some nerd at the guardian because that's where this article comes from went on the dark web and they happened to notice that like Ooh, these major distributors of drugs in the dark web aren't selling fentanyl anymore. And so that's... <laughs> Wonder that's how they ba- found out that. <laughs> right, they're like, oh, damn it, fuck, my favorite distributor isn't selling it. Fuck, dude, how am I supposed to get my fentanyl? And for those that haven't listened to the the uh, the Big Farmer episode, fentanyl is a synthetic opioid. Uh, so it's like heroin, but way more concentrated and the amount that would, uh, it would require for you to overdose on is like so tiny, such an insignificant amount. Yeah. So they have decided to take it upon themselves to ban it in a way, um, or stop selling it. I think ban is kind of a dumb word to use here because it's. It's still around. It's not right. like there are administrators of the dark web that are rolling around as the big cats and they're like, oh, you know, we sold fentanyl for a while, but then we noticed it was just hurting the population too much. So right. everybody just kind of like don't sell that anymore, you know, under some kind exactly. of punishment of law because they don't follow any. Exactly. Like the first rule of the dark web is there are no rules. Mm-hmm. Precisely. I, the dark web's kind of weird Like to talk about that for a little bit. Uh, I think I have the same idea about the dark web as the majority of uh, our older generation uh, that are, I don't know, like not exactly 
internet competent people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a you're sitting in a dark room and there's like this bright screen that's like going into the eyes of some evil person oh, that's yeah. searching for all the most terrible things like hitmen and fentanyl oh, yeah. and, and fucking sex trafficking. And it's right. Like, that's the exclusively what's on the dark web. Pretty much. And it's just it, like all of the pages are like lined with like blood and they're really fucking dark. It's hard to read everything. Every, everything's blurry. You kind of stumble into it in a haze. Yeah. It's all uh, encrypted. Yeah. All terrible stuff. When in actuality, the dark web is just a place that's not as heavily moderated as the web, even though it's like the web already is not particularly heavy administ- heavily administered what i mean of course it is tim i mean you couldn't possibly sell an underage girl on like let's say facebook or some like major <laughs> regular old internet thing that's impossible you have to go to the dark web for that right uh absolutely check out our last web south sedan it happened it happens it's yeah. still happening <laughs> it's still happening yeah you don't even it doesn't even seem like you need the dark web anymore just log on to facebook yeah what's what's the point like what's if the you, point if you can't enforce rules on the regular internet, why make a separate thing entirely? Yeah. Um, I guess it's just, you know, an extra layer of added security just in case. So, Tim, why would these uh, people that are like sinister users of the dark web decide to like air quotes ban or stop selling something like fentanyl? I really don't know. Like, to be honest, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, even though they say in the, in the article that it's much more dangerous uh, and that there is – a likelihood that the people that they're selling it to could overdose and then no longer be purveyors of their products. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it, it doesn't really make sense in the, in the, the capitalist sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's still going to be other people on this, on the dark web or, you know, in general that are going to right. be selling this drug. As long as there's a demand for something, people will try to produce a supply for that demand. Um, and, the ep- opioid epidemic has certainly not gone down in recent months. So yeah. people are still looking for fentanyl. It's still going to be there. It's just not going to be there by – what was the name of it? Alpha Bay. Alpha Bay. It was one of the largest that closed down its supply of fentanyl. Yeah, you make a really good point because, yeah, as we said with the dark web not having rules, just because these like big cats aren't selling it anymore, they could still buy it from plenty of other users that are trying to sell their wares on like the dark web. So yeah. it's like you're just yeah, you're just cutting off your market share from these uh, people that are just going to get it from somewhere else. Yeah, uh, and to to kind of elaborate a little bit more on that. Uh, these commodities were made in association with things like explosives uh, or what they call mass casualty firearms uh-huh. um, as commodities that they deemed were uh, too high risk. Like you, you couldn't trade them, I guess, with the inherent risk that it was going to kill the people that were going to buy it. <laughs> whoa, 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 Tim. Are you telling me? That I can't buy an assault rifle off the dark web, but I can go to a gun show and <laughs> grab one lickety split without any background check. So we we talked listeners, dear, dear listeners, we talked about this a little bit prior to the episode, exactly what was a mass casualty firearm. So if you guys have a better idea of what that is than we do, like please let us know. Uh, there are several places that, that we'll mention at the end of this episode we, which you can reach us at. Uh, so inform us, you know, we, we want to make sure that everybody's got the right answers out there so that you can, you can sort, you know, cite well, us and whatnot. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that a mash casualty firearm is going to be like an assault rifle or something like that. 
And so the the idea that the spooky, big, dark, spooky, dark web is like, oh, no, no, we can't sell that. That's too dangerous. Oh, no, that's awful. But then, like, I can, like I well, said earlier, go to a gun show and just be like, hoop a derp a derp I think it's something like a, like a like, fully automatic Oh, shop. yeah, that's true. Something yeah, fully automatic weapons are control least, where the, uh, like, where the actual, like, line of death. I don't know what you'd call it. Like, it's hard to control where you're shooting. You know, like those kinds yeah. of things, or like something like a, um, uh, like a chain gun. You know, oh, like a, oh, like a machine gun, machine gun. Yeah, like a, a Browning fifty caliber, fully automatic light ah, machine. Gun. I get what you're saying, now. or something like. That. Yeah, you yeah. make a good point. Um, it could be something like that. Which mass mass casualty? That's it's poorly defined in this article, anyways. Like, yeah. it's, it's just we're supposed to assume we know what that is. And Thanks for nothing, Guardian. Don't elaborate. Explosives, that's pretty easy to understand. Like things that blow up, right? Yeah, right. Check. <laughs> so we can't Done. buy a Claymore off the dark web, which is unfortunate. Or at least not from this particular <laughs> – you could probably find one. You could probably find a Claymore. You could probably buy C4. Right. It's just not from these fat cats. Not from these fat cats. Not from Alpha Bay. Not no, from Alpha Bay. It's uh, just as dangerous as fentanyl, apparently. Or I guess the w- what they're trying to tell us is that fentanyl is just as dangerous as the others. Yeah. Oh, all geez. right, Tim. So with all this in mind, what is the silver lining to... Well, Tark this is with. a happy story, actually. Like, yeah, I, think, I guess so. If anything, the thing to be cynical about is that, that there are other organizations on the dark web utilizing its anonymity to be able to continually sell these dangerous products to people. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing to be sad about, and the silver lining is this story: the fact that uh, a an unregulated uh, private seller has taken it upon themselves to do the right thing and no longer sell something they know to be terribly dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that's wrapped, pretty good. Good job, Alpha. And I'm sure they're still selling some pretty terrible shit, though. Oh, I'm sure it's just like you want some cocaine, you want yeah. meth. We Dude, have it all. We'll sell you a person. We'll sell you a person, but we won't sell you fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty sad stuff. Oh, geez. So, um, Jimmy, you got anything else to say about that one? Nope. All right, cool. So moving on. Uh, the next story brings us to Hong Kong. We're going to be talking about the Chinese scientist, He Jin Kwai. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. You killed yeah, it. Yeah, nailed it. That's the first time I've ever pronounced uh, a foreign name correctly on this podcast. It's also so. the only time we actually looked up how to pronounce someone's name before going into the episode. So, coincidence? I think not. Damn it. <laughs> we, we cheated. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, so, this guy, uh, he, I don't know. Is he a criminal? Is he a hero? I don't know. Uh, you know time will tell. It remains to be seen. Uh, but for right now, he's receiving a hell of a lot of scrutiny. For a good uh, reason. Because he has taken two embryos before birth, and he has successfully used the gene editing tool CRISPR. Also known as CRISPR. Case 9, yes. Uh, in order to modify the DNA of these two embryos. That's pretty fascinating stuff, really, that he's even able to do that to begin with. Um, now, why did he do this in particular? Uh, I, I believe it was to make them uh, immune to HIV. That, yes. 
Yeah. So uh, why is that going to be bad in the least? Uh, well, first off, he did this without any type of – he went totally under the radar. He went on the dark web essentially. Yeah, dark web and, of the uh, science community. Yeah, he's, he's fucking with these embryos uh, without the permission of the Chinese government. Which, of course, the Chinese government doesn't like. I don't, I don't think any government likes that. And yeah. without the permission of the university where he did this shit at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're um, they're like uh, super needy spouses. Like they want to be involved in everything. And you have to make sure that you tell them when you do the slightest little thing. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to be like, who are you with? Who are you texting? Whose genes were you changing? Come on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So they've, they've really been hitting him hard, calling him monstrous, unethical, a huge blow to the reputation of Chinese biomedical research. But is it really that bad, Jimmy? Yes. <laughs> Why? Why is it bad? It's bad. Okay, so up until this point, we've done zero testing on human beings. Uh, and so like the things we've done is like try to make sheeps glow in the dark and also putting uh, like spiderweb genes in goats so that way their milk like it, you can like extract like spiderwebs from like goat's milk we've done like that kind of shit but up until now we've done zero testing on babies human babies and so for an individual who didn't even ethically the way he got permission from the parents to do these tests on their children, it wasn't done the proper way. Basically, he had two sessions that was uh, cumulatively three hours of just like, this is what I'm going to do. Sign this waiver where apparently there's supposed to be like a third party person that's there to explain all the potential risk because as of right now we don't know what the risks are essentially he used crispr to splice out these genes from uh these babies uh, in order to make them hiv immune and or resistant but apparently the genes that he spliced out may make them uh, more susceptible to things such as pneumonia and like west nile virus so we really have no idea what other effects it could have on these children in their lifetimes nor yeah. their offspring yeah they could grow up to be horribly malformed and uh, you know completely absent of any ability to be able to defend themselves from bacteria and germs and i don't know it's probably not that bad uh, but at the very least this gene uh known as ccr5 uh being edited out of course, you know, represents a little bit of um, a little bit of risk. Um, and I don't know if it necessarily outweighs the benefits, that being that they're going to reduce the, the risk of susceptibility to HIV. Yeah, I really don't know how big a problem HIV is in China. I don't well, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, to <laughs> this is a pretty cynical place. And I think that we need to take on HIV in an, in an episode, in a future episode. Um, but it's a big problem all around the world. Uh, and I don't know if China's really experiencing that. But, I mean, technically, if this guy's able to remove that gene at birth, and this was a technique that was able to be utilized around the world, you'd probably save millions of lives. Right. Um, These people million... are a real risk of being infected by HIV and ultimately contracting AIDS which will lead to their early death. Well, I'm assuming this technique isn't cheap and you would have to edit them in embryo. So I highly doubt the places that are most affected by HIV and AIDS would be able to receive this benefit. Yeah. 
because it's like uh, you have to do this before the child's even born. Yeah, that's so, right. I highly doubt they're going to be like, all right, um, all right, poorest places in Africa, we're going to come and edit all your babies. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't. Sure that's that would not. Yeah, yeah fucking uh, all of these conversations about uh, controlling genes and you know stepping on God's toes, so to speak. Uh, it's it all leads back to the same conversation about eugenics, mm-hmm. right? The the ability that people have to be able to control uh, what kind of genes express themselves and which should be suppressed. Yeah. Uh, it's not good. Like you, you really shouldn't leave that to any one person in particular. And Doctor he, he, he took a little too much there. You know, he he went above and beyond the what what was to be allowed. Although the Chinese government has supported gene uh, editing technology extensively, so one could say that they are still somewhat at fault because they're giving him the tools to be able to do this kind of stuff. Right. And they said things like, oh, you know, he didn't expect it to be used on human beings. It's like, oh, yeah, but you know that as soon as that pops up, every person who's seen that kind of technology is like, hmm, what if we could one day use it on human beings? Right. That's kind of like the the end game, right? <laughs> that's like mm-hmm. we're working up towards that, whether or not we say yeah. we are or not. Like that's – yeah. This is the gene that causes us to die. Of course they're going to remove it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get rid of that gene. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. And then you have people living forever. Oh, God. Or Gattaca. You ever seen that movie? Uh, Nope. Oh, man. It's absolutely fascinating. Everybody check out Gattaca. Really good sci-fi movie uh, in which uh, a young man who has been born uh, a godchild, right? These are the the people who are still born with natural birth, uh, is juxtaposed up against uh, all of these people around him who have had their genes altered and are, you know, for lack of a better term, superhuman. Right. They uh, they don't get tired as quickly. They have perfect vision and skin. They uh, they uh, don't get sick, you know, like, and out of this rises this kind of classist struggle mm-hmm. in which all of the superhuman peoples that have had their genes modified rise to the top of society mm-hmm. and are your administrators and your astronauts, um, people who are uh, in your government and in your legal system. And everyone else are, you know, custodians, waste management, uh, the the blue collar working class, uh, right. because they don't have these abilities. But it's a great story, uh, and uh, I highly encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast to go check it out, especially if you're a sci-fi fan. Uh, but what's what's going to prevent it from prevent us from uh, entering in a world like that once Nothing. we have the sufficient enough technology? That's exactly what's going to happen. All the rich people are going to be able to afford it. They're going to edit their babies into super babies. Yeah, then all the poor people aren't going to be able to, and they're going to consistently have babies that are mm-hmm. still succumb to illness and other things, and won't have perfect vision or be as smart. Yeah. And uh, it's just going to get exponentially worse over time. Do you think that, from a like a psychological standpoint, uh, do you think that parents will feel less attached to their children because they don't have some of the negative quirks or associations that they grew up with or are familiar with? Nah. No? You don't think so? Well, what if if the kid doesn't even look like you? Uh, Well, I mean, you could edit things without, like, editing, like, the way they look, right? Just, like, edit the the sicky genes and whatever, right? 
The sticky, yeah, you could just do like a, like, okay, I'm going to take the base package, which makes sure that they're going to live to at least the age of 100 yeah. and be HIV resistant. Yeah. Uh, and that they're going to have to, you know, not have to go through that awkward pimply phase when they're, when they're 11. Yep. You no, know, that kind of thing. But still look like me. But still look like me. <laughs> Gosh, he's self-indulgent assholes it's gonna be like uh you have you you've played skyrim and like bethesda games before right yeah it was a video game oriented you know how you like customize your character you're just going to like use like this little machine be like oh okay i I want them to have uh these these facial features these eyes this these eye colors boop 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 boop. yeah make them look like this and then it's like oh fuck that's me yeah but but then you're like, wait, I'm not a lizard or a cat, man. How do I make that look? <laughs> How do I make him look like a Khajiit? Yeah, Khajiit. <laughs> Damn it. Khajiit does not care. <laughs> or an Argonian baby. An Argonian Uh-oh. baby. Oh, we just lost all our non-Skyrim players. Yeah, everybody who's not nerdy is like, oh, okay, I guess I'm flipping this episode off. They're going to talk about this for the next 15 minutes. And we are! No, I'm just kidding. Got him! Stick around, stick around. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, uh, I don't know. It, what do you think we should do with this guy then? Uh, well, he's gone into hiding. We don't know where he is. Yeah. Um, uh, for all we know, the Chinese government's already nabbed him and have like put him into a secret lab to continue his research under the guise of <laughs> secrecy. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh well, now that we've got it, might as well. Yeah. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me. Not, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Jeez. I don't know. It, it, it's, I mean, this shit was going to happen eventually, anyways. So I'm kind of divided on that point. I but mean, I, th- yeah, yeah. There, there is no way that we would have just gotten all of our ducks in a row prior to doing this. Yeah. There's always going to be some bit of information that we don't have. Uh, and there's always going to be a naysayer out there that's like you're you're doing you're you're going above and beyond what you should have, yeah. Because you didn't have all the information, and you didn't wait until we were ready. Pretty much, it's always going to be somebody like that. But in the instance that this ends up working out perfectly, and these twins happen to be the superhumans that he intended them to be, <laughs> yep. Then are they are they going to praise this guy? Is it going to be good for him? Yeah. It, this this might be time for silver lining time, but yeah, it might end up retconning their original disgracing of him, and then you know, twenty thirty years from now, be like, oh, this guy, he's so great. He started oh all the uh, disease resistant uh, techniques we can use in the modern day to make sure our children. AKA children in first world rich countries don't have to die from these horrible diseases. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's the first step to, uh, I mean, entering into this, this new wave of humanity. Like we can have all the sex we want and not get any STDs. That's pretty great. But then you have a lot more kids too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Unless you just made all of the kids sterile. <laughs> yeah, sterile kids that can't get STDs. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm sure that wouldn't have any type of repercussion. <laughs> I don't even. Not touching that. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, okay. So yeah, the I think the silver lining here is that that we could definitely stand to benefit from this type of technology. Yeah. Uh, and that maybe, just maybe, 
he did something good rather than something horrifying and monstrous. Yeah, we won't know until the kids grow up, but we'll time will tell. Or until they contract HIV. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or they Which die of pneumonia. Equally sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh geez. Um, okay, so I don't really have a good way to segue into this next topic. So I think uh, it's good. If I, we just, yeah. Maybe like break right into it. You know, just. Oh to my god. Slam the door open. And reveal the story. (laughs) You're a monster. You need to be stopped. Uh, What happened, Jimmy? What's this? Oh, God. Okay, so what happened here is a teen trans girl at Oseo Senior High School in Minnesota was using the women's restroom when, for whatever reason, the staff of Oseo Senior High School decided that the what they needed to do was break into the stall the student was using while they had their trousers down mm. using the restroom. For some reason, they thought this was a good idea and the only way to handle the situation because apparently at this senior high school, even though the state of Minnesota states that transgender and non-gender conforming students should be able to use whatever fucking bathroom they want, that they were going to keep the student from using the bathroom of their choice. That's that's it in a nutshell. So this story is sad for a couple of different reasons. Uh, one, the privacy of a young person was uh, just fucking stepped all over, completely ignored. Yeah. Um, two, we got lawbreakers in the school system. You know, there are people who are not following the law, and that's also pretty sad. Uh, what yeah. else could be sad? Um, we have uh, um, we have people who are being really dumb about how to open up a stall door. You guys should go watch the video. It's ridiculous. They're trying to like use broomsticks and stuff. Like, I, who has ever like? I mean, when we were when we were kids at middle school, we would do that kind of shit. You know, we would, we would open the door on our on our classmates, and you could just stick your hand up underneath it and just go click. Oh yeah. It's really as easy as that. Like you don't need to do all this broomstick shit. I mean, I guess that's a silver lining in and of itself is that they don't know how to get into into the stalls that easy. <laughs> <laughs> what's also fucking lame is the statements the school gave afterwards that make me fucking sad so here's two yeah. separate sentences here so here's here's the first one that's like fucking bullshit it says the staff works very hard every day to help ensure an exclusive school where all students feel welcome respected and safe well i can say for myself if i was in a stall and someone tried to break into it i would feel none of those things no so that's bullshit the Quite second the statement that's complete bullshit is, we wish we could provide additional details about this incident, but are committed to protecting the student's right to data privacy. You what literally... What does it mean? It, I don't know. Especially when you consider like the amount of like privacy that was like... <laughs> like stomped on due yeah. to this incident like it's like the uh, what where you should be able to be like the most private at like a school or anywhere they literally are just like nope fuck you yeah data privacy it's dumb we 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 know the student's name we've got a picture of them like yeah we what, have a video of the data? incident yeah like tell us tell us what exactly are they are they wanting to like 
be like, oh, well, you know, this 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 student has had a, a, a troubled past or has run in with the administration several times prior. Like, is that is that the type of thing that you think they're getting at? It, maybe it is. But even if that's the case, like this isn't the appropriate way to handle the situation. Like wrong is wrong, regardless if like it's a student that like maybe has had issues following like the other rules of the school outside of uh, the weird gender rules applied at the school, like just like regular, like, um, I don't know, tardies, absences, that kind of shit that schools get mad about. Like maybe they've had those kinds of issues, but regardless, even if they have, like there's never an appropriate time to break into a fucking bathroom stall that a student is actively using. Right. That's very true. Um, So, uh, I'm going to feel kind of gross doing this, Jimmy, but oh, you know, God. I'm about to play devil's advocate here. Oh, God. So what if we have the mm-hmm. transgender student yep. who has been told that they are not to use the bathroom, which is completely against the law. I understand that. Okay. Um, I'm following. But let's say that they are in a, a heated argument with administrators. Let's say those four administrators that we see in the video okay. that are breaking into the stall. And this student – uh, runs down the hallway, runs into the bathroom, tailed by these administrators, and pulls their pants down, sets on a toilet, and turns on their camera on their phone. I mean, that might be the situation, but I think it's probably not. It's it, probably, it's probably not. not. But, but even if it was, it still doesn't give them the right to break open the door. That's right. Even We're, if that was the case, right? Like even if that for like three hours. Yeah, it's just yeah, is never the the right response. Well, okay, so I could I could think of a few reasons why you would want to get into a stall, but all of them are in the benefit of the student and not necessarily to try to show them their wrongdoing, like, right? Like if there is a child in need and they cannot get out of the the stall, like what if what if they've what if they've taken some dark web fentanyl, you know, right. or something like that. Uh, but all in all, it's like eh, you know the the bathroom is like one of the one of the last bastions of American freedom, you know. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I don't necessarily want to encourage students to just run to the bathroom in order to hide from administrators or to, right. you know, to do it to try to like, you know, laugh in their face. But all in all, it's like this whole like war over the bathroom thing has to stop anyways. Like, yeah, can we just like gender neutral the bathrooms and just not have to worry about it anymore? Like, what what's the harm in that? I mean, it wouldn't bug me. And honestly, kids you know, if you're if a kid is raised in that environment, they won't know it's weird. They'll just be like, okay, this is how it works. Like, I mean, and plenty of kids when they're small use the opposite bathrooms all the time. It's like mom isn't going to go and take her son into the boys' bathroom, so she takes her son into the girls' bathroom, and they're totally fine with it. They could care less. Right. Um, and the the same way with the I don't know. Is it viewed the same way if a father takes their daughter into the male restroom? Um, I feel like there's a little bit of discrimination there with not having like diaper changing things in Mel's bathrooms. I feel like more places are getting better about that. Uh, yeah. or, or just at the very least providing a family restroom as they call yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of places do that. But that also means that they have to have that. It's typically it's a third option. Yeah, you know? 
Uh, so you have to have three restroom facilities in order to do that. That's right. And, and there, I mean, the, the segregation is dumb. Like yeah. you don't, you don't necessarily have to do that to begin with. There are many countries out there that practice gender neutral restrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, America for some reason, because I guess it, because it offends their delicate sensibilities, don't practice that. Right. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, so how do you think we should, uh, we should approach disciplinary action towards the school system? Uh, make them follow the laws that are set in place by the Minnesota (laughs) state, right? It's like, or the Minnesota department of education, which has already said that they should allow. So I have the statement here, transgender and gender non-conforming students should be afforded the opportunity to use the restroom of their choice. And then it goes on to say, any student who wishes not to share a restroom with a transgender or gender nonconforming student can be provided a private space such as a single user restroom. And so make the fucking school do that since it's already set out for that fucking state. So it's not even like a hard situation of like, well, the, you know, from a state department level, Minnesota doesn't have any laws protecting transgender students. So this school should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. So we don't even have to make that argument. There's already laws in place for these schools to follow. So just make them follow the fucking laws. Make them follow the laws. (laughs) Just make them follow the fucking laws. By force. Um, I guess we could, yeah, we could fire those individuals. We could, uh, we try to just remove them from the situation entirely. But I just, I feel like this is one of those stories where I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for the turn. Like I'm waiting for that little bit of information that's going to make this all make sense. Because as of right now, it looks like these administrators are just fucking assholes. Like, yeah, there's no redeeming quality about what they did. I was like, how could this be possible? Like this yeah. is, this is almost 2019 and there, this is this is happening. Like I, I wouldn't even like if I read this story in a manuscript uh, in the the 1400s, <laughs> like during the Middle Ages, I would be like, wow, that's gross. Like yeah, fucking broke into the outhouse while while the male child was in the female outhouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. It's like why? Yeah, like is I it would be that like, big oh, of a deal? Yeah, it sounds like the Middle Ages. You know, like right. Hmm. How about that? Well, they were poorly educated and they were going through religious crisis and yada, yada, yada. It's like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But now there's no, there's <laughs> yeah. no excuse about there's it. There's no redeeming quality whatsoever. Yeah. Like your, your state has already come up with laws that, which you probably helped affect in some way, shape or form. There's, there is a, there's a very real possibility that at least one of those four individuals voted for uh, a, a representative that helped make that change. Yeah. Maybe, 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 who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they all voted against them and hate them. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Um, silver lining. <laughs> silver lining. Yeah, baby. Yes. That's what we're here for. We're here to tell you about the silver lining. And Don't I'm going to, buy time. <laughs> to do a really lame duck one because that we've told, done for plenty of other stories, but I think it works great for this one. The silver lining for this is how the news is preventing it. Not preventing it. It's how the news is presenting it. And how it, even in the, the name of the article, it says horrifying, or horrifying video shows trans girl harassed by school staff at bathroom. 
you know, if we were in uh, more dire straits, then like the video would be like condemning the trans girl. It'd be like, why can't this trans girl just use the man's bathroom the way they're supposed to, right? But that's not what it's saying here, right? It's it's presenting it in a way that's that supports the trans girl, uh, supports her and her choice to use the bathroom of her choosing, and condemns the people invading on her privacy. And I think that's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So <laughs> while you were saying all that, I took an opportunity to look up Pink News, which is where we get this story from. Okay. Um, they're a UK-based online newspaper that's yeah. marketed to lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender communities. Great. Their factual reporting, albeit high, is very much tilted towards the left bias. Well... So at least there's news outlets out there that are on the right side of history. What are you like? Did you find like a Breitbart article or something now that's going to like tear my soul out and make me want to like eat my own eyeballs? Oh, geez. I wish I could just like just type it up real quick and be like, oh, well, this is the other side of the story. But I think they're far too easy to find. And it usually always says the same thing. So they should have been there to begin with. You know? Got it. You got them. You got them Y chromosomes. Can't change that. Well, it <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got are you choking <laughs> I'm, I'm choking on the vomit that's coming up through my stomach from thinking about <laughs> those conversations yeah <laughs> uh i just try to avoid them in public most of the time <laughs> yeah just walk the other way yeah oh bathroom politics that's my go-to right there uh, that's a guy that's my opener it's like hi my name is jimmy horn let's talk about bathroom politics <laughs> Oh, I got strong opinions about that. <laughs> Great. So this is going to be a riveting conversation. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, people know more about it. It's being brought to the forefront of our attention. Yeah. Um, where did you find the, the news source? Was it like in your in your your internet feed? Uh, my, my Reddit feed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Them, so, them, yeah, them Reddit. Reddit's. Reddit's bringing that to the forefront. That's pretty cool. Um, so we've got we've got some some larger media outlets that are bringing these smaller outlets to the forefront. So that's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, also exhibiting just how 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 difficult it is for some people to be able to unlock a stall door. You know, <laughs> that's 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 a substantial need. You know, we really need to figure that out a little bit better. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. Not not a lot of a silver lining to this one. Just basically like, just fucking fix it. Yeah. Like fucking get get it together. Get your shit together. Jeez. Take your shit. Put it in a backpack and get it together. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's Rick and Morty for y'all. Yeah. Oh man. Uh. Okay. So I think that is that about time for us. Oh, uh, that's time. So okay. that. If it's time for the show, that means it's time for us to tell you why we're sad. So, Tim, mm-hmm. what are you sad about, man? Why am I sad? What are you, mm-hmm. what are you fucking sad about? My SO is sick. She's sick, and that makes me sad. I made her sick. Like You're I did. sick. I did. You're a germy little fuck. I am. And, you know, I, I, I didn't intend to give it to her, but at first I thought it was allergies. I had ran out of allergy medication because my allergy medication is expensive sometimes. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just not gonna buy it. <laughs> and uh, fuck that. You know, like Bleh. I don't need that. I was, I got some kind of, you know, some kind of cold thing, and yeah, you know, she's sick, and it sucks. 
you know that's ironic because I'm sick and my <laughs> significant other isn't sick because she got me sick. So it's like the inverse of your situation. Boom. Wow. Got it. So wow. yeah, I can I can kind of see both sides of the coin here. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I think I inadvertently got you sick <laughs> through the microphone. Yeah. Well, Katie and I we're like uh, we're like metaphysical counterparts now. Oh yeah. Significant other sick. What what's like the thing where like the atoms like no matter how far apart they are they like influence each other? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like thing in quantum physics. Sounds fascinating. Is it string oh. theory? No, it's not string theory. Um, Just gonna name out random quantum theory. No, it, has, it has a very specific name. Um, Vi- vibrational analogousness. Quantum entanglement. Ooh. So quantum entanglement, I don't understand it because I'm not smart enough. But it's the basic idea behind it is that two particles can be linked to each other that is affect each other's quantum states over any distance. Oh, jeez. And so it's it's fascinating. I don't understand how it works, but what you said just made me think of that of like you and like uh, my girlfriend and you and wait and me and, me and your significant other like all of us are just all like quantumly entangled into each other. That's kind of sexy. And it, it and it even says here like uh, to exaggerate on that that uh, uh, on the idea of any distance it says even if that distance is the di- diameter of the universe. So like literally any distance, it doesn't matter. That's a big thing. I guess we're assuming that the universe is is globular, big old big old sphere. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I guess for the idea of the diameter to work. Yeah. I think it's more like the shape of a lima bean. Why not? Yeah. Who knows? You heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, a lima bean is also kind of the shape of like a baby and embryo. That's true. And and so, like, maybe that's, Whoa. like, uh, a cyclical thing that's used as a shape throughout the entire universe. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. I'm just making shit I'd up. I'd be willing to bet it is. Where can they find us, Jimmy? <laughs> uh, I, oh, I have one other thing I'm saying oh, about. Okay. <laughs> so, I I have a car. It, it, it's a 2006 car. Uh, I've had it for less than a year. I bought it. So, that means I bought it less than a year ago. And, like, it wasn't in mint condition, but it had, like, very, like, small S aesthetic issues with yeah. it and the other day uh when i was backing up in the parking garage i used at work i decided to scrape the shit out of my front bumper and have it curl up into itself oh. so that was really cool i'm oh, sorry man <laughs> but it's okay because i was able to uncurl it and it's really not that noticeable except to me because every time i look at it i see my own personal shame in my car <laughs> That yeah, sucks, uh, especially like when you have nobody else to blame. It's just, yeah, oh, yeah. It's all. It's a thousand percent it's me. Too tight. Yep. Damn. Sorry, man. He's okay. Oh, I get over it's it. It's okay. But uh, so where you can find us is you can uh, email us at syndicatempowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook where you can send us a message. And if those two don't work for you, you can also tweet at us. And our at sign whatever thing on the Twitter is uh, cynic and power me number one. And yeah, those are all the places you message us. Nice. We'd love to hear from you. Please let us know what you think. Give us your criticisms, your comments, your corrections. Mm-hmm. We want to hear it all. 
If you have an idea on what we could do a future episode on, let us know, Mm -hmm. and we will work it into our busy, busy episode schedule. Yeah, all all that, all that. Let us know why you're sad and shit. Mm -hmm. Please do. Uh, But until then, keep your head up, and we will catch you next time. Yeah, everybody, catch you next time. And if you have your hands on this CRISPR technology, make sure to make some genetic clones of me and Tim as your children. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, wait, would it be? Yeah, just like genetically edit your offspring to look exactly like me and it's Tim. Like combined? And then, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> ooh, shit. I was thinking of like two separate kids. But yeah, I guess if they only have one kid, like maybe like morph our genes together. We'll send you our hair through the mail if you message us and then you can take our yeah. DNA. And that's, yeah, that's make not it... optional either. Like when you message us, we're going to give you our hair. <laughs> yeah, it's, it comes with You're going to take it. Yeah. You'll love it. Taste it. And we'll love it. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs>